Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Sorry for the delay. If you didn't see my tweet, one of my family members is going through some serious health issues, and I had an unexpected errand to help them out, and of course, their cat. But now we're back. This counts as midday, right? And I've packed an extra long episode for you. Granted, a lot of it is me rambling about electric vehicles, but who doesn't love that? <laughs> Can't hear you. Glad you're all on board. We've also got the Facebook documents, more Yang Media Blitz, and Forward Party merch designs. Let's throw down. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Let's start off with some good news. The EV industry just got a big buy order. Rental car company Hertz just ordered 100,000 Tesla Model 3s, even though they bought the cheapest Tesla available. This amounts to over $4 billion, but it's not really about the sale itself. Tesla always has, and for a very long time will have, more demand than production can keep up with. So it doesn't really change anything for them, don't tell the stock market. It's a great move for Hertz, as these will be much lower cost to fuel and maintain, much longer lived, and much higher customer satisfaction than their gas car inventory. But the important takeaway is that it's a potentially big deal for the EV revolution. Renters all over will be experiencing the superiority of a quality EV and wanting one for themselves. Hardly a soul on the planet doesn't want a Tesla after driving one. The advantages of EVs over combustion cars are simply overwhelming, and Tesla, at least, has solved the range and cost problems while still providing the most modern luxury you can find. But that leads us to other EV brands, which, not so much. While there are a few great non-Tesla EVs, they still rely on third-party charging networks that are woefully unreliable. They use a smorgasbord of chargers from different companies, all with different and cumbersome payment methods, plugs, charging speeds, etc. The one thing they have in common, unfortunately, is that they're often broken or don't deliver the charge rate that they claim. This is because there really isn't a lot of profit to be had in charging infrastructure, and for now, it's a captive audience. There isn't much pressure for these companies to provide high-quality products. The biggest provider is funded by court-ordered Volkswagen blood money from the Dieselgate scandal, where VW fed false emissions data to the EPA on their gas cars for clean energy's sake. That is who is in charge of the non-Tesla charging network. It's the result of a healthy dose of incompetence and internal sabotage by Legacy Auto as they're used to outsourcing everything and don't really want to sell EVs because they are low-maintenance, longer-lived vehicles and require massive disruption. Tesla, on the other hand, saw right from the start that they would need to make their own charging network if they wanted it done right and it does need to be done right, or else EV adoption cannot happen. Charging at home every night is fantastic, and a much better experience than gas stations, but people need to go on long trips sometimes, and that's when they need a charging network, as well as for those who can't charge at home. When I drove a few hundred miles for my family's birthday event recently, we stopped twice to charge, right off the highway, for just 10 minutes each, and people needed to use the restroom anyway, so we would have been stopping regardless. It cost us literally no time at all. At the charger, all I had to do was park the car, grab the charging cable, plug it in. Within a few seconds, it's charging. That's it. 
That is the experience needed to replace ICVs with EVs. I've seen plenty of videos of road trip tests and non-Tesla EV owners have to park, get out any one of a variety of charging cards for different networks, maybe get out their phone and connect through an app, type some stuff into the charging screen, wait, possibly get an error, plug in, wait, possibly get another error and maybe have to call the customer service support line only to find out that it's broken and have to move to another one and do it all over again, assuming there is another one because the third-party charging stations also have far fewer chargers than Tesla spots do. It's just a freaking mess. And a broken charger is not a rare event. In some tests, multiple stops along a single trip had just one out of four chargers working. That is insane, and I hate to have to report it. But bottom line, if people can't trust that they are not going to get stranded, they're not going to do it, and that's entirely reasonable. For that reason, even though I love EVs, even though they're the solution we need, and even though my Tesla is the best product I've ever seen, I doubt I would buy any other EV. The charging just isn't dependable. That, above all else, is what needs to be fixed quickly. It is the main limiting factor for the EV revolution right now. Because Tesla cannot produce cars fast enough on its own, we need everyone on the ball with this revolution for the sake of mitigating climate change, pollution, maintenance, short-lived vehicles, expensive fuels that make us dependent on the Middle East dictatorships, etc. What I'm saying is, I hope that Hertz converting 20% of their fleet so far to trustworthy EVs will educate the masses and spur enough demand to get legacy automakers to fund a quality EV charging network, whether they do it themselves or buy into Teslas, because we need it. Also, worth noting that the corresponding rise in Tesla stock from this event raised Elon Musk's personal wealth by almost $30 billion in a single day. How's that for wealth inequality? He's now worth almost 50% more than Bezos after passing him just a couple of months ago. Crazy. Alright, I'll stop talking about EVs. You've likely heard in passing of the internal Facebook documents disclosed to the SEC and journalists recently. In general, they pretty much just confirm all of what has been long suspected that Facebook was well aware of and chose to do the bare minimum to counteract the harm they were doing to people's mental health, especially kids, and the harm they were doing to society by facilitating misinformation, hate speech, and calls for violence. Shockingly, they're also aware that they hold a near monopoly in the industry and even pursued it. <gasps> Say it's not so! They also apparently lied to investors about basic reporting metrics like their number of users. And I assume it will come as no surprise that all this was motivated by profit incentives. So, nothing much surprising. The documents confirm Facebook's choices are consistently driven by public perception, business risk, and threat of regulation, i.e. all external pressures that affect their profit. For example, they did not take action against known human trafficking on the platform until Apple threatened to pull their app from its store. Not ideal, but it gets worse. Consider this. As bad as Facebook has been at maintaining healthy discourse in the U.S., this is by far their best effort. What I mean is that Facebook devotes 87% of their moderation resources to the U.S., leaving just 13% to manage the entire rest of the world. They don't even have any AI or employees able to understand many world languages. Can you imagine what goes on out there? The FTC is pursuing a lawsuit to split up Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, but there is very little in the way of solutions for the underlying profit incentives that are driving all this toxic behavior in social media and beyond. 
and we need big changes. It should be clear to everybody at this point that unfettered capitalism is not a good fit for the information economy the same way it's not a good fit for healthcare, education, and so on. It's great for some things, not for others. In Forward News, Forward Party's Twitter account just passed 50,000 followers. If you're not one of them, you better hurry if you want to be in the first 100k. Yang also said back on the 13th that the launch video had well over 1 million views, so probably at least 2 mil by now. More importantly, he said they have thousands of volunteers signed up. Hopefully, most of you are among them. That's what moves the needle. He also said that many third-party groups have reached out to work with Forward. All good stuff. In media news, Yang visited the Pod Save America and Recount podcasts to talk Forward Party. If you're jonesing for the classics, he went on The Issue Is to talk UBI and basic income pilots. He wrote a new article on political optimism in America. And Jermaine Johnson is releasing his bibliography documentary called I Got Myself a Yard, which is directed by the extremely talented James Treacle. If the trailer is anything to judge by, it's gonna be great. And finally, there have been so many awesome designs coming out of the Yang Gang, or the Forward Gang, for the Forward Party. We all know from the campaigns how much creative talent there is behind Humanity First, and it is back, baby. I put together a thread collecting some of my favorites, big fan of Noah's Star, Olivia's Arrow, and of course, the G.I. Joe Top Gun logo is peak awesome. Because after all, knowing is half the battle. All the rest come from Danny Lay. I'm probably mispronouncing that last name, possibly even the first name. So sorry, Danny. Anyway, she has a shop where she sells her designs on every kind of item you can think of. Clothes, accessories, prints, mugs, pillows, magnets, phone cases, shower curtains, you name it. And her designs are super rad. Trust me, check it out in the links. I'm hoping that Forward Party takes some inspiration from the community because, frankly, their own merch is... not exhilarating. We can do better. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the need to pressure automakers on charging, the Facebook documents, and the Forward Party designs. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.